0: Hello and welcome to the Be Bold Fitness Podcast, the show where we talk about different topics in the health, wellness, and fitness space. No topic is off limits here. I'm your host, Tessa Breden, certified personal trainer and nutrition specialist with a passion for helping busy adults tone up, lose body fat, and feel good. Alex, I am so excited to have you. Now, let me make sure, how do you say your last name? Is it Farrar? Yes, Farrar. So like Ferrari, but without the little E at the end. (laughs) I love it. You're always like, you know, it's so interesting with last names. You're like, okay, I really don't want to mess up this person's last name. And some of my friends have like really crazy spelled last names. So I'm glad yours is pronounced phonetically the way it looks. So I'm really excited to have you today. We were just talking before we started recording saying, you know, some people that might be listening to this podcast are coming on to get juicy gossip. They know who your fiance is, Garrett. Uh, and Garrett and I actually go back a oh, way back to college. Uh, we knew each other in college. And so it's nice to have connections being able to use social media to connect with really really cool people. So, I'm just stoked to have you today to talk about yoga and what yoga means to you and just how this transformation of your life yoga has come to be.
1: Yeah. No, thank you. I'm really excited and happy to be here. Um and I do feel like it's just serendipitous when all those stars align and it's like you knew him back in the day and and all the things, and my last name's going from one hard one to an even harder, so <laughs> <laughs> I still sometimes I'm like, "How do I spell it?" But yes, we're getting married in November, so super excited and it's it's, so exciting. It's a great year, but it's been even a bigger year with just like my career in yoga and everything, so I'm super. Excited to talk about it today.
0: Yes. Okay. So let's like talk about the biggest transition. Moving from San Diego to Reno, Nevada.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh.
0: (laughs) Every person as I when I moved to Reno was,
1: why? Why'd you come here? You know. But I, you know, I lived in San Diego pretty much my whole life outside of college, from there, you know, born and raised, family, friends, everyone's there. Meet Garrett. He's like, we're moving to Reno, you know. And I was like, oh, I'll be fine anywhere, you know. Yeah. But that was like a little bit naive of me, I I think. Like I definitely had a struggle, you know, adapting in the beginning. The culture, the climate, everything just so different. I lived on the beach, you know, like ran yeah. on the beach every day, and then you come here, and I'm like, are there even yoga studios here? I was like, just so you know, I was like very a little bit shell shocked from it. But that being said, like it has. I think, I mean, everything happens for a reason, obviously, but it has just like lined up so many other amazing things in my life that I know like this is exactly where I'm meant to be, which is awesome to like be at peace now with the decision and being here, um, especially moving forward. So it was a hard transition. I will not like sugarcoat that at all. I had a lot of, you know, days when I was like, I have to go home, and I did take time to go back a lot when I was like really craving and needing that. Mm -hmm. But now, you know, I like travel so much with work that it's just like, I get that feeling like I want to come home and now this is home to me. So um, that makes it that much sweeter once you can finally get to that point where like, oh, I'm actually missing it, you know? So yeah. I I, totally feel that. yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'll be two years in July. So almost two years.
0: And time goes by really fast, especially when you move somewhere. I totally understand that feeling. I mean, even when I moved out here to Austin, I was living in Vegas for four years. And then before that, I was in LA and then Reno. And so just like all huge culture shocks. I mean, I think the biggest one for me, so opposite of you, I went from Reno to Los Angeles And that was like, people were like, oh my gosh, did you love it? Was it the best thing ever? And no, like I only gave myself a year and I moved there by myself, but it was such a huge culture shock of going from Reno, which yes, it really is the biggest little city. You know, it is a city. It has a lot of city things, but Mm -hmm. it also has that massively small town vibe where you go anywhere and you run into 10 people you know. You know, everybody at the restaurants around you, most things in Reno are family owned. Um, They're smaller businesses, but even since, gosh, I haven't lived there since 2015. So it's been a long time since I've been there and a lot has changed. And I think something that you're really benefiting from is one, the growth of the city in terms of restaurants, the bar culture, the downtown atmosphere, but also there's like this newfound like, Women empowerment, entrepreneur, small business sort of spark that came about a few years ago. And it was something that was not present when I lived there. And had it been, I mean, I can't say I necessarily would have stayed, but I think it would have drawn me in a little bit more than it did mm-hmm. when I was younger. Right.
1: Yeah. And I think that was almost a part of it too. Like going, coming from for me, like a bigger city, going to what Reno, what feels like really small. It's like I had that feeling, oh, like is there opportunity that's still going to be here like mm-hmm. and I felt really small on the map and I think that's what was almost some of the hardest. I was like am I still going to be able to make an impact here, like reach a lot of people and and I just felt like I wanted to still keep doing more and for whatever reason like the access seemed easier coming from San Diego, Southern California but um i do i 100% agree like i've seen kind of this shift this like wave of energy of things popping up people pursuing like their their businesses this like different creative ideas um and and getting a little more modern in the city too and like developments and all this stuff like you can definitely feel it shifting so i think that has changed too perception which has helped like keep the momentum going right cuz I didn't want to feel stuck, and I don't know if other people have felt that way, but like, I I feel like it definitely is on that evolution with. In yeah, with it's cities. on the so, come up, yeah. and
0: I, you know, it's it's crazy to see how much growth the city has seen. Even every time I go back, there's a new something that we get to try and. I love that because I think that one, it needed it, but two, so many people are moving there because it is accessible. It's really close to Tahoe. It is really close to California. There's a lot of access to other places in Reno. Uh, There's obviously an international airport now, albeit a small international airport, but an international airport. And so it's nice to at least be able to have that. And so I'm glad that you've sort of found peace and it seems like you found a really solid group of friends out there, which is huge when it comes to moving to a new city. Oh yeah. I think community
1: is everything. And it's like, you want to find your own community too. Like, it's great if you have a partner and they have one, but it still won't feel like yours until you have like your own too, I feel like. So Mm -hmm. I think that's, you know, what being working in yoga, fitness and that kind of community, it does help because you end up meeting like-minded people um, you're surrounded by other people that are also motivated by similar things. And and it can just kind of like help you find that little group. So I think that's um, a huge plus of being involved in some sort of like yoga fitness community, you know? Yeah,
0: absolutely. I completely agree. There is something unique and very special about group fitness and about being in a fitness community. So when did you first get involved in group fitness? Was that with yoga
1: So I grew up as a competitive dancer, actually. So I mean, I was like involved in that kind of, you know, like team aspect revolving around movement for a long time. And then I did gymnastics for a while, I coached and I did all that stuff. When I went to college, I kind of like shifted and just focused on, you know, school, meeting friends, all of that. And then I started like taking a couple random classes because I was actually really missing that it had been in my life for my whole life. And then all of a sudden college came and I'm like, now what? I'm just going to the gym. Like it just didn't feel like enough. So uh, that's when I took my first yoga class actually. And um, it was a Bikram yoga class, which Bikram is um, just like a specific type of format, which a lot of people know the name of, I'm sure. But It's very intense. And so I went to school in Arizona. So imagine you're like 120 degrees outside and then you're going into a 120 degree yoga room. Like it was very intense. And that was like my first exposure to yoga, but I like something really drew me in. I loved it. I think it kind of had that similar flow of feeling like dance, you know, and gymnastics, like in its own way. So it just, I felt really connected to it, but then when I graduated college, and I moved to a new city, same thing, I was in Newport Beach. And it like, you know, even though you're close to San Diego, still all new people, I needed a community. And that's when I found like a yoga studio that I would say, I called home. And that's what really like changed it for me, because it became a part of my, like every week, my regimen, and I just fell in love with the practice, like I got addicted to it. I just was like, Going to classes all the time, and then eventually I was like, I wonder if I could ever teach this. Like I've taught formats before, dance, gymnastics, all this stuff, and it was always kind of like in the back of my mind, maybe I should at some point. But you know, I was like in the beginning of my career, and so it was more just like a hobby at first. That being said, like I grew up with scoliosis, um, so I wore a back brace for three years, and throughout like the different periods of movement, when I would be like working out more or less, I would have Mm -hmm. different levels of back pain and stuff. And so I got to a point when I was like getting a lot of back pain as I was getting older. And I went to like a x-ray one time and the doctor was orthopedic was like, if you don't really continue to work on like the strength in your spine and all of the muscles around it, like there's a chance, you know, X many years down the line, like if you try to have a child, you could be bedridden, like all these other things oh, that can start impacting your internal organs. And then that's kind of like a, you know, anytime you hear that's a little, especially being young, I'm like, that's a wake-up call to be like, I really want to make sure I am like in a good routine to have like the most optimal well-being for my body because I want to keep it, you know, in the right kind of shape for dealing with that kind of like physical attribute. So So then like yoga became a physical practice in that sense, because it was alleviating all my back pain. I felt so much stronger, like using different muscles I hadn't been using in a long time. And um, so then it it really like attached with more meaning to me, I think, because I knew it was like really going to be beneficial for me and I felt the changes. But then it wasn't really until like a little bit later when I got into more of like the spiritual and like the mental side of yoga, which is a whole nother layer of the practice. And for some people that's not a layer that like they want to dive into. And I think that's Mm -hmm. okay. Like people can choose what yoga is for them. But for me, it went from physical to deeper. And when that kind of shift happened, it was like, okay, I feel like I can make an impact like doing more with this. And really kind of like what the turning point was was I lost uh one of my best friends he passed away just like super suddenly and at that point I had been practicing a lot physically but like that just rocked my world emotionally mm-hmm. and was experiencing like anxiety and just all these things like energy levels like all the stuff right with grief and shock and so that's when I started to like okay, how can like yoga help me in that way? Because it was like, when I got on my mat, I felt something, I felt different. So like, that's when I started to dive into the studies and just reading more and like learning more about that component. So I think like when it went from physical to how it could help my mental health and like combining together, I was like, wow, like this has done so much for me. I would just be honored to make one tiny impact to someone else in the world that may be going through something similar or different, but similar that yoga could be helpful for them that they just don't know. So that was kind of like where it all, I'd say transformed until like, to took me to kind of move forward with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever think that you were going to be a full-time or full-time in fitness Oh my God. No. Cause I was full-time in, no,
1: I was in full-time hospitality, like corporate communications, you know, sitting at a desk, traveling all the time, grinding, like, you know, just that grinding desk job. And it was a dream to not be in that anymore, but I didn't really know like what that looked like for me. And I will say when I like took the leap of faith to quit, it was terrifying i mean it didn't have yeah. like that much lined up i pretty much started with private lessons because covid was like starting around that time okay. and i st- so i was starting with privates like i had been teaching group classes but that you know then it was like how am i going to go full time everything's changing so the private lessons really helped just me like as an instructor, how to work with people. And that's what started to help a little bit more of like the stability of ha- like making mo- a little bit of money from it. you know? Yeah. Not a lot, but like it helps being like, okay, I, c- I can build my clientele base. This is how many clients I will need to like feel like I can still pay rent and like live, you know? And so it was terrifying. But then, you know, just like doors start to open. If I hadn't moved to Reno with Garrett, I wouldn't have gotten Lululemon like just all you know stuff just happens and I feel like Mm. when it's in alignment for you and you're not forcing it then it will but like it definitely was scary taking that it still is because it's not a guarantee like who's gonna show up this week or what's gonna be next week but it's so much more rewarding I would say like being in this field for me personally than it was you know in corporate so
0: I know I don't Like, I genuinely do not meet a lot of people in fitness that had the intent on getting into fitness full-time. Sure, there are definitely people who go to school for, like, exercise physiology or exercise science of some sort and have the intention on being like sports med or on that side of things. But you meet a lot of people that are in the group fitness personal training world and that's not exactly the path they envision for themselves. And I, I think it's kind of comical, but like you said, you know, it's really scary. And I think that With social media, people see so many personal trainers and online coaches doing so well and not that people can't do well because they can, but it's not as a starting career. It's not the most lucrative career. Right. And I think you don't think, I mean, you know that, but you don't think that like group classes are not going to like just pay your bills. And, and that's always kind of the hard thing when it comes to fitness. Cause sure. It's everybody's dream. Like, Oh, I just want to be able to like teach workout classes. Sure. That's all like fine and dandy, but I (laughs) want to be able to do workout classes, pay my rent and still like travel and do fun things. Right. Uh, so exactly. That's, that's the scariest part about taking that leap. But I'm glad that you were able to experience that and find those private clients. And now you talked a little bit about Lulu Lemon, and I know you're at Yoga 6 as well. I'd love to hear like what you're currently doing in those spaces. I've been seeing you post a lot about that.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so awesome. So um, I teach group classes at Yoga 6 and it's a hot studio. It's like all, all across the country. Yeah. And So I've practiced at Yoga 6 for a long time, but didn't start teaching there until I moved to Reno. And then uh, Yoga 6 is owned by Exponential Fitness. So it's like their parent company. So I auditioned for a role with Exponential Fitness uh, to be on their app. And so I had it, like I had done online privates before, but there's something very different about filming versus just teaching in person, like a live class. So I auditioned with like, I didn't really know what I was auditioning for. I just Mm -hmm. saw it, went for it, you know, just to see, because I think that's one thing too in fitness and yoga and stuff. It's like, you have to have multiple avenues of what you're doing to actually make it work. And so it's like, you don't stop at just the privates or just the online stuff. Like you have to keep adding those things until you feel like you have enough that you can really keep you going. So I was like, at that point, like, okay, what else can I take on? So I auditioned, got that audition to kind of do some classes on their app. And then from there, Lululemon selected a handful of us to be on Mirror. So they bought Mirror. And so they were doing a whole relaunch of Mirror as Lululemon Studio. So they had like guest kind of instructors and trainers come on from different fitness classes and brands around the country. So me and three others got chosen for yoga six. And so worked all this year fl- flying out to New York filming classes for them. And then it launched in October. So now every week, they kind of like release our classes that we've been filming over the last year. But we do kind of these like intensive weeks in New York where we film somewhere between like 10 to 15 classes in one week, wow. Full hair and makeup, like it's crazy. The first time I mean, it was I was terrified beyond belief, so nervous. But um, you eventually kind of like anything, you get into a groove, you figure it out. And it's just been the most fun experience, super rewarding. And meeting just so many motivated, like minded, inspiring people that also work in that field doing stuff like it's just a really cool energy to be in that space. So that's what I'm doing right now. So, group classes. Lululemon Studio, lots of filming, um, filming for Exponential. I have private clients. And then I'm trying to kind of get into the retreat space next because that's just, I feel like my my heart's always been in travel and hospitality. So I'm like, how can I like combine two worlds? It feels really good. So stay tuned. But that's
0: kind of like my next, hopefully, life. Yeah, that's so awesome. And congrats on that. That's so cool to, you know, put in so much effort and then actually see that work come to fruition. And I can only imagine how intense that is. I've never done something to that magnitude, but even training for a new studio is like a really challenging thing because it puts you Mm -hmm. in such an uncomfortable space and really challenges you to do something that doesn't necessarily feel natural to you. Like you said, you did, you've done online before, but you'd never done it to this capacity where you're literally filming classes with just you up there and yeah, having to, to teach to a virtual crowd and make sure you're addressing people correctly, speaking eloquently, trying to actually get words out. That's always the most challenging part for me. Cause in classes, I for some reason lose all of my speaking abilities. And I'm like, <laughs> what just came out of my mouth? Oh
1: my gosh. <laughs> so it's so true. I think like what you said about it like it being uncomfortable kind of just hit the nail on the head because being in like anything that's uncomfortable right it's going to expose feelings emotions things that you maybe didn't even realize you had until it starts to put you through that and i you know i've typically always been pretty confident with stuff that i've done and you know not not super self-conscious about stuff but being on that type of platform in the very beginning that was i would say the biggest learning curve for me is it exposed me to I mean, millions of people in a much more public way to a practice that like was my heart. So then you're exposing like what you love, but from a different other people's opinions and getting feedback on it. And so it's like, how do you continue to stay true to yourself, not let all that noise change your practice, what you're offering. And so I think that's been a huge learning for me like how to navigate all that. Because yeah. I, mean, I think it's similar with social media. Like you see beautiful videos people create doing whatever it is, lifting, you know, yoga. And you're like, wow, they look perfect, all this stuff. And then, you know, comparison starts to set in or you start to like think, oh, can I do that with my body? Or should I talk in that more, more of that way, you know? And mm-hmm. it's just, there's so much in like the space to, to navigate. So I think that's been the biggest thing for me. So keeping a personal practice has been what has helped me through that. Just kind of like still being a student on my own and not just a teacher and just getting grounded to just be like, this is why I love what I love. This is really where it is. Mm -hmm. It's not about the, the flashy stuff that is great that's so cool i feel really lucky but that's not what it's about you know so yeah yeah
0: i i really resonate you said you know you're not really self-conscious about a lot of things but putting out your personal practice for the world essentially to see i think you know as a participant in a class i almost forget it that the instructor that is teaching whether it's yoga whether it's a boot camp class it, this is like their heart. They're pouring everything that they have into this. You know, you may go through a Pilates class, a yoga class, a boot camp class, and you might hate it or you might love it. Could have been the best class of your life, the worst class of your life. They played crappy music, whatever. but that that coach <laughs> did the best they could and that's like right. how they were able to show up for you. And I think as coaches, or at least for myself, I get really nervous even going to the front of my group classes because I want everyone to love the class. Like mm-hmm. I taught a class yesterday and I was so excited. I was like, this is going to be the best class. The programming yes. is on point. It is so good. Everyone hated the class. Nobody could figure it out. Nobody could follow along. It was just executed so poorly. And it's like, as an instructor, I think we put so much like time and thought and we're like, yes, this is going to be, mm-hmm. like you might think this is going to be the best yoga flow ever. And then you get in front of that class or you maybe hear that feedback from people and people were like, the flow wasn't smooth, the transitions Mm -hmm. didn't feel comfortable. And you're like, I thought it was going to be so good and it didn't resonate. And I think it's really a humbling experience because one, it teaches us as instructors, all right, well- worked for me, didn't work for everybody else. So I need to restructure this so it can work for a group of people. But I also think it just teaches you how to take constructive criticism better. Mm -hmm. And I think that being an instructor for me at least has taught me how to take feedback in a less personal way because I take things very personally. I'm very, very sensitive But I have to remember that when I'm doing it on my own or I'm doing things, it's for me, and it's going to work for some people. It's not going to work for other people, and I I just think it's like transformed the way I have to think because it has to be a little bit less about me and more about other people.
1: Oh, absolutely, and it's you're and it's not going to be for everyone. And there's always you're not going to make everyone happy, and so there's always going to be that feedback. So the amazing thing that there is so many different coaches and instructors out there is that everyone's going to find the person that resonates for them. And then the people that follow you and come back to you are the ones that are really resonating with you and are aligned with what you're offering. And so I think it just weeds out the people that aren't going to, you know, like love what you're doing, love your classes, love your music. And then guess what? there's hundreds of others they can choose from and that's okay. So I almost see the competition, quote unquote, as a good thing because mm-hmm. because then you're going to just get more people aligned with what you're offering anyways and so I just think like you know, the constructive criticism is amazing, not taking it personally, but then also knowing like, hey, maybe this is just not the right fit for them and maybe they'll yes. find someone else. Else, and that's okay. Because there's going to be other people that are going to love that class that will get it, you know?
0: So absolutely. Yeah. I think that's another great thing about having a community too, is because I might not be the right style for you, but I can recommend somebody who is like, there's this, <laughs> there's this idea that I am the hardest instructor at my gym. And I've talked to my boss about it and she's like, you know what? Good. She's like, the people that want a really hard class are going to come to your classes. And they come back time and time again. And there are people that take my class that say, I am never coming back. And I'm oh okay yeah. with that. And they're like, yeah. you know, it's just not for them. There's so many other great instructors and it's, it's the same thing. And I'm sure you experience that not only with your own personal yoga classes and experiences, but with yoga as a whole. I think yoga kind of gets a bad rep. It does. <laughs>
1: there's a lot of perceptions and stereotypes and stuff out there with yoga. So I feel like it's evolving, but it still exists a hundred percent.
0: Why, why are people so like afraid or like reluctant to try yoga? Well, there's, I mean, there's a few things like one, I think
1: People think it's really woo woo, really spiritual. And to some people, that might turn them off, right? Mm -hmm. To some people, that's a huge plus. So I think the thing is, is that you can find studios that are more ingrained in like that spirituality and that type of practice. But there's other yoga studios that aren't based on that type of foundation. And guess what? It's all still yoga. And so I think. People get turned off by thinking like, oh, you know, and it could be because they come from a religious background. Like I get a lot of feedback from really religious, you know, strong religious beliefs that, you know, yoga is like the, you know, praising to the Satan and Mm -hmm. all this stuff. Right. And so when we talk about like the divine or, you know, like going inwards and finding enlightenment and stuff like that source, that divine, whatever that is, is your choice of, you know, it can be God. It can be, you know, like just the universe. It can be self. It can really be whatever you want it to be. But I do think that part of yoga turns people off, like Mm -hmm. thinking that it's really spiritual, that it has to be really spiritual because it can be, but it doesn't have to be. Um, And then also I think people get intimidated thinking like, I'm not flexible enough or it's boring, or it's not a good workout. And I think it's just different like mentalities like that, or you know, it's intimidating to like go into a new class and not know what to do. So just like not knowing where to get started, I think that fear a little bit in people sets in too. But that's usually like the place where you have to start when you need it the most, right? So I'm like, oh, like, yes, if you say you're not flexible, please come, like, this is what you need, you know? But I think trying anything, you know, is it can be scary. But I do think yoga gets like a bad rap. And it's like, oh, it's not a good workout. Just wait. Like you want to take one of my power classes because I will prove you wrong. It is not boring. I promise you. And if you don't think it's a good workout, if that's what you're looking for, I mean, it kind of depends like your intention going into it, right? Yeah. But I do. Yeah, yeah. I think it's changing. But
0: Well, I feel like it's like anything, you know, you hear like a lot of people tell me they're like, oh, I don't like to lift. And I'm like, maybe you're not lifting in a way that like feels right for you or feels good for your body. Or like my favorite is I hear so often people say they hate to work out. And I don't necessarily think that's the case. Like I really Mm -hmm. just think people haven't always found something that they enjoy or they've tried it in a different capacity. So like my mom has been doing Pilates recently and she didn't really think she loved Pilates because she had done privates. And she was like, I Mm -hmm. I didn't love having that like one-on-one attention. A lot of people don't want somebody staring at them for an hour. So she didn't love that. And so she thought like, oh, maybe I just don't like Pilates, but it was the setting. It was the setting. Maybe it was the instructor Maybe it was the atmosphere of that studio. Like the studio atmosphere can do a mm-hmm. lot for, for what you like about it. And I think for yoga, I oftentimes hear like, yes, it's boring. That's literally the number one thing when I ask people to go with me. They're like, oh, I don't like yoga. It's always so boring. And I said, <laughs> I, I don't know what your yoga you're doing, but I have never in my life been in a boring yoga class. And honestly, I would love to be in a boring one because – every class I've been to has been so freaking hard. Uh, yeah. and then I, yeah, I hear like, I am the least flexible person. I cheered in college and Lord knows I still don't understand how <laughs> that happened. Like I cannot, I like my body just, some people just aren't flexible. I am not yeah. flexible. And so I have to do everything in my power. And I actually love heated yoga for that. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, all of a sudden my muscles are extra flexible in that heated room at 120 degrees. We're like, we're able to touch our nose to our toes. Yeah, amazing. It. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think it's a great workout. Actually, I think I told you, we just got a yoga or y Y6 up by where I live and mm-hmm. I took like a power, what's a power sculpt and flow. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. If you think that yoga is not a good workout, that was like truly one of the hardest classes. Yeah. I used eight pound weights. The instructor was using 15s. And after I was like, She's a friend of mine. And I said, How in the world did you do that? Did yeah. use 15 pounds. Like, there's yeah. no way I could have used heavier weights. Like, it was so yeah. challenging. And I am an athletic person. I would say I'm in pretty darn good shape, but I kicked my butt.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I love it when I get, I'll get like athletes to come in sometimes um, or like, you know, the firemen and stuff. And they're like, Oh, this is just going to be, you know, easy. We're just going to be laying there. And then, I mean, they just get their butt kicked and it's great because it's humbling. And that's, and that would be me if they put me in their training, right? So mm-hmm. it's, I think, I think one, it's just being open minded and like you said, just trying it again. If the first experience isn't everything you had hoped for and more, try another teacher, try another studio, try another format, and then like start with your why. Like, am I going into this class because I want, to get flexible? Am I going in because I want to just turn my brain off and like chill for an hour? Or am I going in to get a good workout? Because that's how you're going to determine the right class to go to. Like anything, there's different formats. So I think if you go in with the different expectation than what that class is meant for, you're obviously going to be disappointed or not want to go back again. So I think just finding what you enjoy in general, whether it's yoga or walking or whatever it is. Like if, you know, people say they don't like to work out. I agree. I don't believe that. I just think they haven't found what they enjoy, like what type of movement they enjoy yet. And so it's just, I, I mean, I do different modalities every week because I like to mix things up. Like I don't do just one thing. So to me, like that keeps me motivated to keep moving. Cause I'm like, Always just doing different things all the time. Some people yeah. love doing the same thing, and and that's great. It's just whatever works for you.
0: Totally, yeah, I I agree with that. And I mean, obviously, it's always dependent on expectations, expectations of what you're if what you're going for. If you're looking for a certain physique that maybe requires a bit more muscle. Then yeah, maybe lifting is something you have to spend a little bit more time on. And if mm-hmm. you are looking to, you know, bring your stress down, maybe running isn't it. I think everyone automatically goes like, "Oh, I'm going to do whatever is going to take my brain off of the stress." And then they forget how like stressed internally they are and mm-hmm. kind of throw themselves out of whack and a lot of my clients who are really High stressed, high performers. I'm like, you need to do like a chill yoga because, yes, you are still going to get a workout. You're still going to challenge your muscles. You know, at the end of the day, like if you find a push up to be challenging, then yoga can be very challenging for you. Because right. you get to essentially establish how hard it is. So you have to have a little bit of self-efficacy in the practice, but I think that it can definitely be a challenging thing should you want it to be. And it's a great way to have an active recovery that doesn't need to be intense. Even if you go to an intense mm-hmm. class, you can pull it back and use lighter weight, slow it down if you need to. And so I think that's that's great. And what you said about you know finding modalities or trying different things is, is huge. And I'd love to hear how daily movement in general has sort of shifted your perspective of maybe yourself or about movement in general.
1: Yeah. I think I mean what movement does for me is it just kind of like helps me check in with what's going on like physically in my body, what is real for me like in this moment, what's going on internally and I use it kind of as a daily check-in to just be present and figure out like where I'm at, what's working for me, what's not working for me. Moving like keeps me really attached to my breath. And I think like the breath is where the source of everything comes from, no matter what you're doing. So paying attention to the breath, like attaching the movement with that is just like that mind body connection is just life changing. And so I think movement kind of like helps you pay attention to the wisdom of your body, like what's going on, as well as the wisdom of what's going on in your heart, in your mind. And it can help you just find that like center kind of like Mm -hmm. to bring you back home. At least that's what it is for me. Like when I move, I'm like, it brings me back to balance when there's all these other change, there's moving, there's, you know, new jobs, new people, all this stuff. Like a movement practice for me is what keeps me grounded because I know I can take it with me wherever I am. It doesn't have to change. I can keep it the same and it can be that sense of like consistency, like that constant. So I think that's what movement does for me is it really just keeps me in the flow of just like life in general, but also I feel so much more motivated, like my overall well being, that feel good, you know, the confidence, the strength, all of that are those are like amazing added bonus, like benefits from it, you know, an extra little bonus on top when you feel so good in your body. But I think it yeah, it's a mixture of all of that. So I can tell a hundred percent a difference if I don't carve out time to move every day and every week, you know, there's such a a difference in the weeks that you're not doing that. So, and sometimes rest can be the best form of movement too, because it's your body telling you it's time to slow down and Hey, breathing, you're moving. It's just different. It's internal. You're massaging your internal organs. Like that can be a different form of, you know, movement that people don't really like see physically. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just, it's really just like that presence, right? Of like, what is real? What's going on? What's happening? That conversation, that dialogue, it keeps me really checked in with that. So
0: I love that. And this is exactly how you know you're a yoga instructor, because that was like the most beautiful spiritual answer to <laughs> what what movement (laughs) Movement. means. It's like, well, I I fully resonate with that. And it's so interesting hearing you say it in that way, because again, I feel the same way, but the way I convey that to people is always so different where like for me, that movement or exercise, it's the one thing that I have control over. And it's Mm -hmm. the one thing that I, the best way I can describe it is I feel like it can't be taken away from me. I feel like Mm -hmm. so much- is in other people's control or so much as in, we'll call it the universe, God's control. And the one thing I constantly feel like I can do for myself is to move my body and to challenge myself. And I am the like least competitive person except for when it's with me. And it's just mm-hmm. a constant competition of how can I push myself to be better every time I do this? Whether that's just showing up, you know, sometimes I go to the gym and I do a couple exercises and exercises, and I'm like, you know what, this is not it today. And it turns into just a treadmill walk, but it's the competition to myself of, okay, well, I made it here. I got here. I did the best I could. But that also sometimes looks like today pushing myself to do a, a 60 second sprint, which I don't ever do. And so it's (laughs) like, I love this idea in movement just to constantly challenge ourselves and to try new things. And that's actually why I've been trying to get into yoga more is because one, it's something that I am not particularly comfortable in. It's not a practice I do very often, but Mm I think it's really cool to be able to challenge yourself in different ways. And Like my goal, I say, this is my goal. My goal for the past (laughs) couple of years is to be able to do a handstand, but for whatever reason, I am terrified to be upside down. It is like the most uncomfortable position. It's very out of your control. Yeah. Uh, It's a very vulnerable position to be in. And so I keep like doing handstand drills and then I give up for like a couple of weeks. And so in our class the other day that I took, we did just like donkey kicks essentially. Just like kick yourself up to like a half handstand. And I was like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. We're going to get there. We're
1: going to get there. Yeah. I love it. Well, and it's like, you're like, okay, have a little bit of fear. So lean into that, right? It's Mm -hmm. like, why do I have this fear? And I think So many people are fear driven in a bad way, but like fear can be a motivating thing too to be like, where is that source coming from? What am I so scared
0: of? You know? So I love it. It gives you a great opportunity to try new things. Like we both know as fitness professionals that doing new things is not tricking your muscles. It is not that, but it's tricking your mind. And I've been really Mm -hmm. big lately into trying new modalities that I don't feel comfortable in, whether that's yoga. I recently took a hip hop class that was like so bad. I did so (laughs) terrible in it. Um, There's something out here uh, near me and it's called deep end fitness and it's Uh underwater fitness. And you're like doing like, block pushes you're playing wow. torpedo soccer like all of this different stuff and I'm like that is something that would make me feel really uncomfortable to be weighted down in the water like how terrifying mm-hmm. but also a really cool way to challenge myself to try something new that I didn't know I could do or ever wanted to do
1: yeah no I love that and I'm the same way I I step into a gym and I'm the one that's like walking around. How do I use that machine? Where do I go? You know, but like, I go, you know, and I still just see what I what I find that works for me. And it might not be what that person's doing over there. And that's okay. But I think that's just like, for me, that's my favorite thing about movement is that there's just so many things out there. that So I just it keeps me excited, motivated, like, look at what that person can do. That is so rad. That's so cool. I hope someday I can try and do that. Or like, maybe I never will, but like, wow,
0: you know? <laughs> yeah. What <laughs> like? What, it, like, what yes. are some of the more fun or exciting modalities you've tried recently? Or have there been any like fun classes you've taken? Yeah, I, I've been taking some more, like I do like mat Pilates, but okay. um, we have, there's a
1: new studio out here that's like with the reformers. And uh-huh. so like the big mega reformers. And so I've used them before, but I haven't gotten like super into them. Um, in the past. And that's been fun. It's challenging one, to learn how to like use that kind of machine. But two, you're just working these like tiny little muscles that you like didn't even realize existed. So I've been doing some more like reformer Pilates. And uh, that's probably like it recently, because I've been doing a lot of training for my filming coming up. But Outside of that, I've been diving into more like cold plunge cryotherapy stuff, which is like a totally different avenue, but that is like so challenging mentally in that space to get there, practicing like Wim Hof breathing, stuff like that. So to me, like that's a a workout for me. Like I'm like, I'm going to cryo today. That's my workout, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely challenging. So that, yeah, it's great.
0: I love that. No, Mega Reformer is so underrated. Um, I don't think they have it out in Reno yet, but they may have had it in San Diego. Solid Core. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard of it or taken Solid Core. It's like mm-hmm. high intensity legree. Okay. And I, to this day, think it's like maybe one of the hardest classes I've ever taken. I really, think yeah. I went. I went with a girlfriend, and we were five minutes into the class, and I looked at her, and I was like. What the hell are we doing? I was like, this is, I was pouring sweat, like to the point I could not wipe off with the towel. Like I was slipping off the reformer. I was like, this is weird. Like, one, I don't sweat a lot. And two, I was just like, it was so hard. And again, I'm like, I'm in pretty good shape. You're fit. Yeah. So it wasn't like, oh, so I don't know how people do that as their only – like whoever does that full-time as their workouts, they have like some insane core strength because yeah I don't even know. It was so hard. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, and I've been doing some more like boot camps. So um, on the mirror, like there is – Army is like a kind of a New York-based boot camp kind of like modality. You'll have to check it out. The founder of it is he's amazing. Like – just so entertaining to like watch and be in his class but I take it virtually and he does just like really like a fun boot camp for me because I to me like I don't find weights always to be that enjoyable you know and so he he does it in a way that keeps me super engaged doing it and um I like I'm not like a heavy lifter but I like will absolutely try I do a lot more like body weight stuff so I've been trying to add more like weightlifting in because it obviously it's just like a practice that will change the way that you move in everything too. So I think it's like you can't have strength without flexibility. You can't have flexibility without strength. Like you really need those complements to make the practices even better. Right. And so if I'm like only doing yoga and maybe I'm too flexible at that point, like I'm I need that strength to complement that, otherwise I could get hurt. Right. So Absolutely. Anyways, I've been trying to like do more like weightlifting boot camp type of stuff. So check his class out, Army. It's it's amazing. Okay. He's great to watch. But oh man, I'm trying to increase my pound. I do about eight pounds right now, and I'm like, he's picking up, you know, 50, 60. and I'm like, at one, I don't own those at home, but two, I'm like. I'll try to move to tens at some point.
0: <laughs> I love it, you know. It's but I'm like, you step. put me in
1: a high plank and I'll hold it for three minutes. A side plank on one arm, like one leg up in the air, I'll hold it all day. So it's just like it's all relative, right?
0: <laughs> I think that's one of the other like interesting things about fitness and people assume like every instructor, every trainer is good at every modality. And that's obviously not the case. Like for me, being somebody who does more of the bodybuilding kind of powerlifting side of things, I can lift really heavy weights. And I laugh every time I teach a class because something about pulsing in anything, mm. like there's no, I could lift heavy weights all day, but if you put me in a, a two minute squat and I have to pulse, I can hold about five pounds. Yeah. Like there <laughs> Absolutely right. not. Or, like, my endurance is horrendous. And so, it's something I'm really working on trying to increase my endurance because obviously, I want to be able to sustain if I need to go for a run or if that's mm-hmm. all. It's just good for your heart to get some cardio in. So, right, I'm like, those right. are things that I need to work on. They're things that I don't practice as often. My muscle endurance, sure, but my cardiovascular health could probably be better. Yeah.
1: <laughs> There's always ways to keep elevating, which is the, right. the best is it, part.
0: I love that. Has it been fun to like incorporate this into – I'm guessing you're dragging Garrett into some of your trainings as well to make him do a little bit more yoga.
1: Oh, yeah. I would say he probably maybe had gone a few times before we met, and then all of a sudden – I'm like taking him to every hot class, and love he's it. great. I mean, he's naturally already kind of flexible, which is lucky for him as a guy. But he loves it. The hot yoga is great. Um, Like, I think just men- mentally and and physically, it's a different kind of practice to be able to practice in heat. So he loves the hot yoga. But it's been really fun to do stuff together and try things. I'm actually bringing him to that like mega reformer Pilates class tomorrow, which I cannot wait to see, but like, we both are super open-minded to trying stuff together because it's like holding each other accountable, but also it's just, it's like a connection between us that we share and, and it, maybe it like takes the fear down a little bit, knowing you have someone with you to do it too. Like, so it's been great to have him be so open-minded to get involved in that because, you know, he's like an outdoor, you know, active, like- Fisher, he's he's like a manly man. He's like a manly man. And all of a sudden, like, all his friends are like, What? You're doing yoga? And he owns it. And I will say that is the best thing is like, he'll own it. And that's what you just have to do. So,
0: well, anyone that meets Garrett will tell you he is truly like one of the nicest people. He's been, he's like always been such a nice guy. Like, really, truly. Even my mom has run into him a few times. And I'm like, Isn't he just nice? And she's like, He's just so lovely.
1: So (laughs) yeah, he's great. He's has such a good heart. So I feel very lucky.
0: Yes. And it's so nice. You know, I think that there, it can be really challenging with a partner to want to do things with them, to want to work out with people. I used to think it was so weird. I was like, I will never want to go to the gym with my partner. And even if we're not doing the same workout, it's so nice to have that accountability and support of someone else. Like, the guy I'm currently dating, it's so nice when he's like, let's let's go to the gym, or if mm-hmm. I get to drag him to something new. He came to a boot, like an outdoor boot camp with me recently, and he found it really challenging, but he crushed it and he like owned it and loved all of it. And it, it's nice to have somebody to to support me in really challenging things or wants to see me do challenging. He's really into CrossFit, so that's like mm. my next yeah. avenue to try out getting into um, CrossFit a little bit. I've been cool. semi reluctant reluctant. <laughs> I am really terrified of CrossFit. It's like I'm yeah. very scared of the movements and the fast pace. And again, not being a competitive person, I don't know if that's like the modality for me, but I love a challenge. And if there's ever an opportunity for me to show people up in ups and pull-ups, I'm there for it.
1: <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I'm definitely not a very competitive person either. Like you know, and you do like an orange theory class or something and they put you up on the board and they're like, Oh, you're trying to compete against each other. That to me personally is like the most demotivating thing. Like I just go down a dark hole because I'm like, I know I am fit in my own way and I feel good, but like, maybe I can't compete in that same level that they are for their body. And so to me, like that's very demotivating. So I don't like formats like that, but I know that about myself. And so I'll just, you know, alter it in a way where either I don't look at it, or I just choose something else. And that's just kind of like how I am, because I don't like that competition as much. I am the same way, like my own self is my competition. And that's when I'll like feel better, not like, you know, outdoing someone else for me. But that's just me. But like, I think other people do get motivated by that. And that's awesome. Like anything that gives you that Burst of inspiration, motivation, excitement. Like if it's pushing you to challenge you, then lean into that, you know?
0: Totally. I completely agree. And finding what works for you is really the most important thing at the end of the day. Well, Alex, this has been so great. I've just loved getting to chat with you, talk about yoga and fitness. I could just sit here all day and chat about all all of the fun fitness things. But where can people find you if they either want to take in-person classes with you or if they can find you on your new platforms?
1: Yes. So in person, if you're in Reno, Tahoe area or ever coming through, um, I'm at the Yoga 6 here, Y6. And then online, um, I have my own website, which I can, I manage like my personal clients through. So I have a website, alexandraferrar.com. And then Instagram, alexferrari, I go and post and do a lot of stuff through Instagram as well. And then if you want to find me on an app, it'll be Lululemon Studio or Exponential Plus. So a lot of different ways, virtual, like on-demand classes, live, private, in-person, all the things.
0: I love it. Well, I'm excited. I'm definitely going to have to take you up on some of those private yoga sessions at some point, or I'm just going to have to fly to Reno and take an in-person class.
1: I love it. We'll do (laughs) do it all.
0: (laughs) I love it. Well, thank you so much again for being here. This has been absolutely wonderful. And to everybody listening, remember to be bold, to be confident, and to be you. We'll